welcome back to another episode of a tribe called Ha podcast. My name is Yechite. How are you doing today? So it's a Tuesday evening here. It's a rainy day. So uh, I'm just on the sofa, chilling. <laughs> I'm in that chilling mood. But yeah, you already know that I'm going to tell you what I have been up to. Like I mentioned in previous episodes, part of my self-care routine, which started basically during this um, pandemic, is to sing and dance. Yeah, I have a lot of other things I do, but yeah, um, singing and dancing helps to relieve stress and make me feel better, especially when I'm very overwhelmed. So I started this week <laughs> driving around town with my friend B. We had an amazing time screaming all this at the top of our voices. So just in case you saw two ladies singing out loud from a car or dancing at the mall, <laughs> thou shall not judge. Just waka jeje. Anyways, that's how we got to this song by Daniel Bedingfield. I don't know if you guys remember this song. If you're not the one, then why does my hand fit yours? this way chai that song eh? hmm. that year it was the hit once a boy sings that song for you eh? you're gone it is over especially that bridge part that part because i miss you buddy and so so strong that it takes my breath away ha! your heart will just kick him kick him kick him kick him then god help you that you have a boyfriend but the strong Yoruba demon or Igbo demon, whatever tribe <laughs> decides to put you people asunder, hmm. they will not sing that last part, that breathe that last part. Cause I love you, whether it's wrong or right. And though I can be with you tonight, you know my heart is by your side. Hmm. Sis, is a lie. His heart is with another girl. He's just deceiving you. <laughs> In other news, September is the Sickle Cell Awareness Month. So just in case you do not know, I am an advocate um, with the Sickle Cell Aid Foundation. Um, that's a charity that is focused on creating awareness on the sickle cell disease as well as ensuring that persons living with the sickle cell disease have adequate medical care. So I've been doing this for over five years now. Yeah. I am currently the vice president as well as the legal advisor for the foundation. So my theme and I are currently, you know, changing the narrative as it relates to the sickle cell disease. That is why I am dedicating this episode to creating awareness because it is important. In fact, it is important. <laughs> so uh, my first introduction to the sickle cell disease started when I was in primary school. So my primary school f best friend had sickle cell disease. She was very brainy and smart. There were a lot of whispers, you know, around her medical condition, but I wasn't old enough to understand what was happening. Then I got to the university and I was allocated a room. Now my, my parents felt that I was too young to live alone, you know, on my own. So I was pretty much stuck living in the school um hostel which by the way uh, that's another story for another day quite terrible anyway so i had to live with people 
you know, from different background and culture. And then there was this really cool girl in my room. I'll call her name M. M was such a sweet girl, always ready to help. You know, she was quite brainy. But the only different thing about her was that she had days that she was ill and she was unable to go to school. And sometimes it was quite frequent, frequent, you know, it would be like back to back. And then that's how one day, you know, there was a fight in the room as usual. It's bound to happen when you have, you know, a lot of ladies in the room and everything. I mean, we have different values, you know, different background, different way of thinking, perspective. So it's bound to just happen. So, uh, you know, there was this fight and then one of the roommates called M and Ogbanje, who was sent to torment her family. Now, for my non-Nigerian listeners, Ogbanje is a term that is used to describe children who were constantly sick and who died and, you know, they died young and they reincarnated. So this lady didn't only stop at saying that, you know, she went further to regale us with stories of how she has seen cases like this in her village, you know, how Emma to be an Ogbanje, she had cousins that were Ogbanje. It was the first time that I heard that, so I was, I mean, I was shocked, you know. In fact, there was one day she was regaling us with this story in the night that they took life. I said, hey, Jesus, ha <laughs> ha, you know. So since then, you know, I have heard so much shocking facts about the sickle cell disease. And that's why today's episode is dedicated to debunking five common misconceptions surrounding the disease. Now, let's start with the facts. The sickle cell disease is an inherited blood disorder that affects the red blood cell. So, you know, the red blood cell in the blood. On a regular day they come out you know in that disc shape but people that have um, the sickle cell disease have theirs coming out curved instead of the normal shape and this shape has been likened to the sickle I don't know if you guys know the sickle it's a curved blade used you know for harvesting in the farm so if you've been wondering where the name sickle cell originated from it's from that agricultural too because of the shape you know and that's how it is now, how do you get sickle cell? You know, when two people who have the sickle cell gene come together and have sexual relations, they produce a baby with the disease. And now this takes us to the first misconception that the disease is contagious. No, my sister, my brother, it is not contagious. Like, you cannot catch it just from hugging someone or kissing them or rubbing your body. No, you can only get it when two, when two people who have the gene have sexual relationship and have you know a baby number two misconception is the belief that the sickle cell disease is a black man's disease i mean people just think ah it's only black people that have sickle cell you know but it's not it affects you know it affects hispanics caucasians from southern europe people from middle eastern countries you know you'll see a couple of white people have it in fact there's a percentage i can't i, I don't know you know the statistics right now but I know in America, the couple of, you know, people who have um, the sickle cell disease. So it's not just about, you know, us being black. You know, it's not like, oh, God just got upset and decided to curse Nigeria or maybe the black people and just give them this illness. And uh, sadly, Nigeria is actually known as the world capital of the sickle cell disease. I mean, it's because we have the largest incidence. So it's been estimated that over 150,000 children are born annually with the disease. And I th- personally, I think what has contributed to this fact is because we 
still well we didn't and we still don't have access to quality medical care so in the days of the forefathers now i mean there was abolished you know traditional medical care and everything people didn't really know so much about their genotype they did not even know anything about their genotype <laughs> so it was okay to just marry anyone and that's why when they had children who were constantly sick and who died you know because of those ailments it was easy for them to call them abiku that's the yoruba it's a tribe in nigeria in case you know you're not nigerian you know that's the term that they used to describe them and also call them ogbanje you know so things have still not changed if you look at it anyways i mean thank god that we don't have to visit the herbalist to get medical care but this we need to work on our you know medical system here in nigeria it's terrible anyways Back to the third misconception. People believe that children with the disease don't grow into adulthood. And now this is because those who suffer from the disease actually battle different complications because of the disease. So there are a lot of complications like uh, jaundice, you know, they constantly have crisis, you know, they need uh, blood transfusion, you know, so many other things. And because of that you've had people who have died from such complications you know and so and there's also the fact that people say oh most people that have you know the sickle cell disease die before the age of five and everything so that's why it's so easy to say that people that have sickle cell disease you know die at a very young age but this is actually false there are a lot of people who have sickle cell and who are doing amazing things in different fields so it's not a given that they die before they reach adulthood and you know the sickle cell age foundation we call people living with the sickle cell disease warriors because we understand the day-to-day you know struggle living as well as the crisis and we also appreciate and celebrate the fact that they're doing so much you know despite all the things that they battle with so we call them warriors so if you've been calling people that have sickle cell disease sickle please stop it's quite discriminatory it's not a good thing you know address them as warriors that's quite you know respectable the fourth misconception is the false presumption that you know people who have sickle cell are likely to be addicted to painkillers you know because of the pain they tend to use morphine and other pain relievers to feel better you know and to get relief from the constant you know crisis now the thing is there's no data out there to support this fallacy but you see medical practitioners you know not administering you know the drugs they need to relieve them of their pain you know there are cases of them administering placebo you know placebo is just it's almost like administering water and making them feel like they're getting pain reliever so that's you know a major misconception which actually affect the treatment you know and usage of drugs for persons living with the sickle cell disease then the last but not the least is the belief that there is no cure for sickle cell disease yes this used to be the case until the introduction of bone marrow transplant so if you have a matching donor you can get the bone marrow surgery now i would advise anyone who wants to do this to do their research very well as with every medical surgery there are risk but the good news is that the surgery is focused on reducing constant crisis i think it is important to know your genotype before you get married or you decide to have children with your partner and that's because we can only break the vicious sickle cycle if you are aware if everyone is aware so it is important to get tested know your genotype and spread awareness to 
I always tell people personally that with the sickle cell disease, love isn't enough. I have seen warriors who have complained about, you know, the pain and how they felt their parents were selfish to bring them into the world to experience such pain. This reminds me of a story of a friend who, when she was getting married, she'd asked her husband to be for his genotype. And, you know, he just asked her casually, oh, so what are the different genotypes? I don't know why she didn't know. So she said everything. And it sounded to him like A was, you know, the best. So he said, yes, that he's A, you know, A is the best. And then they had, you know, they got married and then they had their baby. And when the baby was, I think, nine months, you know, the baby became really, really sick. So they took her to the hospital and the doctor asked him, you know, the husband for his genotype. And he said he didn't know. I remember my friend saying to me then that, you know, she was so upset. She had made up her mind that, you know what, if they had tested him and he had, you know, the sickle, you know, gene, he, she was going to leave him. Not because she didn't love him, but she wasn't ready to you know bring a child into the world to another child into the world to suffer and start dealing with those you know the the, the, the crisis and everything and that's how it is you know it, it's a lot dealing with sickle cell disease for caregivers you know it's, it's it's really a lot even for the warriors themselves you know the psychological effect the physical effect the mental the emotional effect it's a lot anyway so i really hope you get tested and you tell people you know you help to raise awareness you know about the sickle cell disease because there are a lot of people that still don't know their genotype you know if you go to some places you know in the rural areas you know they will just tell you that this is you know the first time that you're hearing about this know your genotype thing so please get tested so until next time stay knowledgeable and know your genotype ciao Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful that we got to spend this time together. If you love this episode, please leave a review so that more women can find this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Till next time, cheers.